Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, we are back again, guys. I'm Joshua Fisher, along with Alexander Tisopoulos, Nicholas Snackskreider, and the Quan Cosby. This is the Horns Up podcast. We're talking Texas, so get your horns up, because here we go. All right, gentlemen, we did it again. <laughs> Let's get what a win, seventy to thirty-five. I don't it. I don't know why it didn't phase me that we scored seventy points until a couple of days later. Where I'm like, oh my god, we scored seventy points against like a good team. We let up thirty-five, but I think that's kind of bound to happen. Um, we're gonna preview the TCU game with a great guest later in the show. But quick recap of the Tech game: things we liked. Maybe a thing or two to work on heading into TCU because nothing's perfect. Um, but some things we really loved and surprised us in this game that led us to get enough 70 points and a 35-point win. Q, we'll go with you first, man. Come on, man. They've been on my receiver room. Worthy yeah. says, cut it out. Be done. Of course, Jordan Whittington still made some plays. You know, Of course, I've been, I didn't say it last week, but Wiley. Wiley's back. He's doing his thing. So yeah. really just how explosive our offense was, man. It, it Tech is known for that. We talked a little bit about them running the ball a little bit more. And, and that's what I honestly thought we were going to see. We we're going to see the, the our backfield versus their backfield, which, by the way, we won that because. <laughs> yeah. Did every back score a touchdown? I mean, uh, I, Brooks did it. Brooks is the only one that didn't. You got worthy was absolute showed his speed. Not worthy. Um, my man uh, Robinson, other Robinson. Keelan. He showed yeah. his speed. Roshan made a hell of a play early on after Bijan had already scored. So just, man, fired up on so many levels on the explosive plays. Um, that's what a lot of people have been waiting for because that's what we saw in the past in Sarkeesian's offenses. Mm-hmm. And what a time to start conference play and to prove it right. So it was the backfield. It was receivers. It was tight end. On offense, Dangner, every position plays really well, competed on a level that brought up set. Last time I think we scored 70 was a Big 12 championship versus Colorado. There was, yeah, I think so. And there was uh, a certain person on this podcast that played. Hey, hey, you know, that, that was, um, I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't remember it since then. So uh, what, what a time to score 70 is very rare, even in today's offenses. So kudos to, to Longhorns on getting better and, and I'm not insane amount of explosive plays i wanted yeah. one more score because we were i think <laughs> one point away of a big 12 record i think were we? 70, really i think 71 was the big 12 record for most points scored 
Wow. I've well to fact check that. That would have been awesome. I didn't realize that was the case. I figured it would be like 900 because it's the Big 12 and like it'd be an impossible. Well, even with the Baker break. Mayfield and um uh Pat Mahomes game, I, I, I think, don't think so. they I, th- I don't think they scored 70. I think that game was like 68 to 59 or something like that. So it was so that's that's interesting. I didn't realize that. And by the way, it was against tech. Yeah. As much as I want to talk about my good old days. Tech, I have a very, very deep and embedded hate for them for keeping us out of the national championship my senior year. So I like beating them down on every in every way, form, or fashion. The only only thing that would have been better is if we had Beard as the um, um, honorary captain. To kind uh, of, yeah, <laughs> throw a little jab in there. A little <laughs> that bit been, maybe that next, year. That <laughs> next year. Maybe. So, next year, it was too soon. It was too soon. Well, let's like we didn't know if we were necessarily going to win first. Now that we know that we're good and back in action, yeah, next year for sure. Dang, dude, we gotta get, we gotta figure out to get Crabtree on the show, get a little Quan Kazi revenge oh. game for, for sure, man. Yeah, that I was... mean, as much animosity as there is between Texas and OU, I mean, there was nearly that same level for for the Red Raiders between 2002 and, and 2012. I mean, I, I think it's gone off a little bit, even with Mahomes and when Baker was there. It, it's gone down a little bit, but I love to to see us whoop one of our rivals like that. Like it's yeah. a big, it's a big statement. I, it's funny. I was actually the weekend prior. I was in Albany, Texas. Which Quan, I don't know if you you know about Albany, Texas, but there are sixteen hundred total people that live in that town, and it's close to Tech, and that's where a majority of um, individuals go if they go to a big state school. So. I was going for a wedding with my girlfriend and a lot of people were like, Oh, Texas lost Arkansas. They look terrible. We're going to beat you. And I was like, <laughs> it's so, I was like, it's just so hot here. And there's like not very many people. I don't know what's going on, but like, there's no, no McDonald's you said no, no chain restaurants whatsoever. That's oh, when you God. know you're in a, in a small town. Texas, oh right man, there. that sounds yeah. like Mark. <laughs> I got the same couple of comments. Uh, I was in Vegas the week prior and I was standing in the elevator with my Texas shirt after we got the win against Rice. And this guy was like, I don't know. I think Texas Tech's going to give you some trouble. I'm like, bro, me. Texas Tech came in there pretty <laughs> cocky. And, yeah. And, and one thing that 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 I'm telling you, that Arkansas game was awful. But these teams watching that to prepare for Texas, they're going to be screwed. They're going to be absolutely screwed because we're not that team. No. It's it's weird to say. Does does a couple of players change it on that level? Hell yeah, they do. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying Bijan is Ricky, but Ricky changed the game. Benson, Vince, you can name Colt. So many guys, they are that big of impact players that will change the game. And if you look at Casey's numbers and the way the team responds since he's been in and when he's ever in, even going back to the bowl game, it's a different team when that guy is behind the center. So Tech came in a little, little, little arrogant after watching us get, you know, uh, beat, beat down pretty good by Arkansas. Well, and, well, and I thought it was an in kudos to Sark because the game plan from the jump was show this team that we can throw the football, that we're, that we're threats in, in multiple ways. We Dangerous. We'll, we will run down your throat and we will bust out for big plays with the run. And that's where we're incredibly effective and we're going to establish that. But the first drive, didn't he go five for six or six for seven? I mean, he was picking them apart, but he scores on every drive. He has been so efficient since entering at halftime in the 2020 Alamo Bowl. 
he scored on 23 of 26 drives. Like what? It's ridiculous. And like, I just, I still don't know how he wasn't picked to be our day one starter. <laughs> I, th- that's a whole nother conversation. But even right now, he's so cold. Our senior, my senior year went like 77% completion the entire year. So that's unheard of. Casey is actually beating him right now. Again, we're a few games in. He hadn't missed on very long, but I don't care. Anytime you're 70 plus on completions, you it's hard to do that versus air. It yeah. just is. That's the game. That's the name of the game. And so kudos to what you're seeing. And yes, again, we're going to throw the ball, by the way, because you think you're going to make us do that. Please do, because we have the guys. And then we're also going to throw it to those amazing running backs out of the backfield. We're going to hand it to them. It's just unbelievable scheme for that that game. And it was, to, to Sark's point, executed as good as he's seen since he's been there. And, and the numbers showed it. Yeah, I would, I would be remiss if I didn't give mad props to our offensive line, too, because oh, they, yeah. were, they were dynamite. Yeah, they were it's unbelievable. New, new team. It's like it's which is again like Quan, like you're saying, we want to see that improvement. I just have a couple questions. This is that are popping into my head. I know he's six one, so it may not be as appealing, but the NFL is different. I think Casey's one thing I would love to see worked on and advanced in the week, coming weeks. I think his long ball at times leaves a little bit to be desired. It float it floats up in the it, air a little too long. It, it, flo- it, it hangs a bit too long, but. He makes some great throws. He's a quick decision maker. He's got a short memory, clearly. Like he scored on 23 of 26 possessions. He's thrown two picks. So two of those possessions are picks, which means that he's come back and scored on the next possession. So his short memory, his character. I mean, can we say enough about this guy's character? Comes in, rides it out throughout his entire career. Picked Hudson over him. And I think we, we I think I thought our reason that we came to was like, Hudson, you know, Sark wants to ride Hudson out because he's the young guy and groom him going into SEC play. I think that was a fair reasoning we came to, but Casey doesn't bat an eyelid. I'm not grad transferring, stays, waits it out, and he's come back and has been electric. Oh, the number one pick, also Spencer Rattler, 6-1. Spencer Rattler, he's not been great. I'm not saying, you know, Casey Thompson for like a first-round pick here, but if this guy, if he continues to progress and get better and takes his Texas team, which – Part two of the question is, are we going to be viewed as differently? Let's say, you know, a car before the horse, everything goes right here and we just run the table. Are we going to be viewed as a different team because we didn't have him as the starter for that one game by the committee? I, I believe so. I, you know, I that's think, what's interesting. We, yes. Yeah, we should, but we're not yet because ultimately we won and won convincingly the last couple of games, but I guess they're not giving any merit to Rice and then Tech, although they were undefeated till we played them we're still not giving that love so we're not even back in the rankings yet you know baylor beat iowa state now they're in the rankings using all other big 12 teams are getting more love ou offense is looking very pedestrian but 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 they still are what in the the top six top seven so i I think ultimately no we cannot make that mistake and look ahead of tcu because they've absolutely owned us lately yeah but if we keep going back to the, the, the coach speak, if we continue to get better this week, we beat TCU on the road, which we haven't done in a long time. I think that's when the respect is going to start rolling in going into the Texas OU game. So oh. this is we said it last week. This is a really big game going into the, the tech game. Guess what? 
the next one is a really big game because we haven't beaten them in Fort Worth in a while. If not, I don't, I think we have at some point, but I don't remember it. <laughs> no. um, and I was on the sideline for the last seven years. And yeah. so this is a really big game, you know, really SMU kudos to some, you know, th- their coaching staff, they have great people in that, and that used to be at Texas, but if SMU beat TCU, I don't care at home or away, Texas needs to take care of business. And, yeah. and th- those are the little things that they matter, but they don't matter, but they do matter. It's simple as yeah. that. Because sure. we, we, we have to go prove us right as much as SMU did to TCU. Yeah. We win this game, we're getting ranked. I mean, I, yeah. that's yeah. end of story. I mean, we're right, we're on the cusp right now. And, you know, I know we're, we're not looking back at that loss against Arkansas, you know, too much anymore, but they just beat A&M and they just got themselves They're number the seven. They're number seven in the country now. They Rough. just got themselves in the top ten. If they continue to play like this, there's no question if we run the table that we're getting some love. Well, they've, oh, got, a, they've got another opportunity because they, they play the Bulldogs this weekend. If Okay. If they beat the Bulldogs this weekend, we beat TCU and then we beat OU. We're going streaking through the gymnasium into the quad. We're going so, whatever it is. <laughs> Listen, I, I think Arkansas is way better than a lot of people think. Oh, heck yeah. That Pittman's but a good coach. I'm not giving them a chance to beat the board. <laughs> no, that defense is too good. That defense is too George good. Is no, no, no. It's just jo- and honestly, yeah, yeah. and I say that very biasly, I think George is better than Alabama right now. What I saw from Florida's O-line and D-line versus Alabama's, I have never, ever, ever seen a, a Nick Saban trenches get dominated on that level. Like, it was wild, and they were just running it all over them. They, they, Florida made their penalties. They, they get a gain of 30 or a touchdown and get called back. I mean, that game could have gone very, very differently. And if you saw Nick Saban game, his facial expression said that. He was like, holy cow. Thank goodness we won this. So when I think about Georgia and what I've seen from them playing a Clemson already, playing some of these other teams, I, if, if I was, I would put them number one right now in the country. I think they're, they're that good. I mean, we were talking about Arkansas. Obviously, we're, we're, we're just kind of, we're playing with fairy dust right now, honestly, because they're, they're 18 and a half. I love point, playing with fairy dust. They're it's 18 awesome. and a half point dogs. Like they're not supposed to win this game. That's, that's what the line is at right now. It's at 18? 18 and a half. And a half. No wonder we're not AG. getting any yeah. love yet. Now, if they go, because I, I do think Arkansas is a little bit better than 18 and a half. Yeah. Oh my I God. don't think the gap is that much, but we shall see. That's crazy. That is wild. Back to the, I think one thing though, I do want to mention for from the tech to the TCU game before we get into our guest. 35, we still gave up 35 points. I know we scored 70, so we're leaving the defense out on the field. But 30, we went from pitching a shutout, which is honestly maybe harder than pitching a no hitter in baseball these days. Everyone and their mother's done that this season. Um, yeah. dude, some kid did in his first game starting. It's like the seven or eight of them. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like Kluber did it. He barely pitched in the last three years. The uh, <laughs> How, what do we shore up on defense? Like, how do we not give up the 35 again? Like, what was something you guys were looking for on the defensive side? I, I do want to say, like, yeah, you obviously, when a starting quarterback goes down, which show went down in the, in the second quarter, yeah, um, on, on a play where he threw a, a pick. So, you know, that was a, a bad play by him. But 
Columbia, their their backup. I don't. I don't think that we weren't like. I don't want to say that we we took it for granted that he was in and that we were dogging it because I don't think that was the case. I want to give that guy the props that he deserves because He's he made some pinpoint passes. And this is a guy that's a five-year senior. He played behind Jordan Love at Utah State. I mean, he's a he's a wily veteran in, in college standards. So you got you got to give credit where credit is due. I think he made he made some plays, some throws specifically deep down the field that I haven't seen college quarterbacks make. Backup college quarterbacks, I've never seen them make. Yeah, like, I mean, he should be their guy going forward. I think. yeah. So there are things that we need to shore up for sure, and that that coverage over the top. I mean, you saw that play where BJ got beat. Right. And he and he he cheated. Right. Because he doesn't respect this guy's arm and the guy burns him. So it, it's just plays like that where we have to respect our opponents to to a certain extent and and trust that the guys in front of us, especially our guys deep, our, my boy schooler, you know, you, you trust your guys around you. Mm-hmm. And schooler actually he had a really good game. He tackled really well. Um, yes. I, I think it's what we talk. What we, we really need to. um we're not there yet. And, and I think I heard Sark talk about it this week and say, man, you scored 70 points in the game and defense did their thing. And, you know, there's block punts. There's our special teams, by the way, are starting to improve like crazy. Yeah. Um, but psychologically, you can't let that. You have to have such a mindset that, sure, the offense is balling, special teams balling, but why not try to get a shutout? 70 to again, go back to the other time where 70, they didn't score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That was a national championship team. It was 70 to three. And so you factor in all those different mindsets. I think that's where Sark is not stopping. He knows that after Arkansas, he's hardcore on this. Things need to, he saw where they were. And so he's on them. Bring up the special teams, though, we had that offsides or Keelan blocked upon. I actually, and I, and they end up getting the, they end up scoring, getting, you know, they end up scoring on that play. I just go for four, go on four and a fourth. And the, we, look, we win the game. I actually didn't hate that penalty because oh. I, he's, he has the right idea. If he didn't, he actually didn't need to jump off sides. He would have had that clean no matter what. He was lined so, up. He was lined up. Yeah, it wasn't even a exactly. Jump. It wasn't even a jump. Exactly. He's lined up. You, you got to know where you are. So he's lined up off sides. But he had that thing clean as hell. He's so, so fast. So fast. Dude, and I love using him there. It's great. Yes. We, we got so annoyed with, you know, Griffin blocked more punts than anybody, you know, Iraq and these different guys. And during our time, we actually won more. But all they would talk about was Beamer ball. And I'm like, because they did have a really good special teams, but they were like number four. We had the number one special teams in the country for like five or six years. And, and that stuff matters. I mean, it, it truly does when you think about so many levels of the game and playing at a championship level. So seeing that being – we talked about it plenty of times on so many levels. Coach Banks and what they're doing and changing that mindset, putting your your, your running back who runs a whatever, a 4-3-4-4 in that and, and making an impact in different ways. I heard uh, – I think even Bijan and one of the guys talk about that. They're like, listen mm-hmm. – it matters that we're all scoring touchdowns. That's a big deal. That's cool. But where it really matters is the other rules we have that we're making a contribution. That's what it's about. Just being a complete team and, and putting guys all over the place. Put your best players on the field, wherever it may be, and, and them taking pride in it. So, man, I, again, I, 
I'm not, again, I'm so close. We're a couple of weeks from me jumping into Kool-Aid, but I like what I'm seeing. Hey, yeah. look, the Kool-Aid's nice, man. We got room <laughs> yeah. for you. Come on in, bro. Come enjoy it. You know I'm a Kool-Aid drinker, fairy dust sprinkler, <laughs> like Toss is saying. Uh, we're going to get into our interview with uh, John Ziars, uh, great guy. I don't want to delineate too far really quickly, but you just talked yeah. about special teams. Shout out to Justin Tucker. Holy smoke. Oh, we have to give him love. Yeah. That kick that he made to win the game against Detroit. Great. 66-yarder record field goal. It was amazing. And and not only the longest field goal in NFL history, but maybe the most like on the tip of like on the edge of my seat type Leonard. of field goal I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Kawhi Leonard shot against 76ers, multiple bounce, you know, bounced in the, the uprights and goes through in Detroit. Like, dude, they probably should have just given him his yellow jacket whenever he walked off. Gold jacket is what they yeah. call it when he walked off the field. The, the yeah. dude is, and there's a, there's the argument now, Ben and Terry or Jay Tuck. Listen, the dude is absolute monster beast because th- this is the thing if you're looking at that argument yeah Benetary is by the way one of the app he's top two top three best of all times but the game has changed they've now moved back extra points they've now you know th- the whole game has is absolutely different and these longer field goals the, the it's just a very different perspective Whereas in now every game's won or lost within seven to 10 points, all the above. I'm super biased, but Jay Tuck is a go in my opinion. Yeah, and it's, you're good. It's without I think, a question. I think He's we're all there. Yeah. Hey, we've, we've got our other show, the charity stripe. People know it well, I'm sure, but it's like Justin Tucker 50 plus is, is like Steph Curry from the charity stripe. It's like 90 plus percent. Like that, it's, it's not supposed to be like that. Percent. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. crazy. I look, and, I'm and a Boston way, but, guy. Well, and let's talk about that. You've been a Boston guy. Him being in, in Baltimore, he's Thank in the AFC North. It's not peaches and cream. The, the only stadiums, Detroit, Indianapolis, that he'll play in that are domed is away games. Dude, I mean, uh, Baltimore gets some crap weather. I played in Pittsburgh. There's times where you have to aim oh. you know, over here because the wind's going to blow it there, and he still has that. And percentage. you got those terrible towels raving. Terrible towels. Dude, there's so many elements of weather that that are horrible during the fall and going into the spring yeah. that he has managed and still 90-plus percentage. The dude is an absolute beast. It's brutal. Yeah. He's kicking in Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I mean, that's tough. I've been, I've been to those places, just not great in general, through and through, let alone. No. Pittsburgh snow fine. games, snow games. Yeah, I was there. I was in Pittsburgh in like the summer and it was still chilly and I was in Cleveland and I was <laughs> I did not like that. Just that not <laughs> whether or not it was not good. That was not a That was a, not a great place to be. Anyway, though, um, great place to be is this podcast. Uh, we got John Diars joining us uh, preview the TCU game. So we'll kick it to him without further ado. Enjoy. All right, time to get down to the nitty gritty. Now that we've talked uh, about tech and our decimation of the Red Raiders, new week, it's time to get serious. The Horn Frogs, we're going to TCU, play Texas Christian. We got John Diars, uh, who hosts Tech the TCU podcast on Believe uh, with us. So he's a brother in some sense, but this weekend he is the enemy. Uh, yeah. John, welcome to the Horns Up pod. How you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. I am. I'm good. I'm awesome. Feeling pretty good. I mean, it's Tuesday, so I'm, I'm on top of the week right now. 
Uh, but like you said, at the end of the week, man, I, I don't know you. I don't know you. We'll figure it out next week. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Friday to Saturday, I, you know, I, we, we've been locking ourselves in our rooms uh, and watching because we're on the West Coast, some of us, and it's a 9 a.m. game. And we did it solo this weekend. And honestly, that with that thrashing we had from tech, I may just keep the superstition alive and like just close the blinds, not wear anything but my boxers and just sit there under the covers <laughs> and watch. Uh Tough one against SMU. Uh, yeah. I'm the I'm the only one on our podcast. I like when it's undefeated versus undefeated. To speak for the rest of the crew, Quan is instilled or tried to instill in us. Everybody lose, but Texas somehow, some way. <laughs> somehow, uh, some way. Um, after that loss, what are some things you're looking for the team to improve, and what are some things that you're excited about knowing what we have as Texas, um, and what you guys can bring to the table to get that win. Um, I mean, just from last week, just some things that kind of stood out. I mean, it's all I mean, when you lose a lot of things stand out, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to find like that one or two things that could have made a difference. But uh, I just think that first and foremost, I think we ran out of time uh, because it wasn't like it was a blowout or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I think we just kind of kind of ran out of time. Uh, but I think offensively, just got to find ways to get more people to ball. Um, not that we can't run a game through Zach Evans, who's amazing right now. Uh, but, you know, when you start loading people in the box, that becomes a problem, right? Um, him trying to run through eight people. So I think they got to find a way to get more guys the ball on the perimeter um, offensively. And then defensively, it's just young guys just got to get their reps and get their confidence going. And, you know, as soon as they get on Coach P's page, man, I mean, they're, they're, they're locked and loaded. Uh, but right now, I think some of them are trying to kind of figure it out, you know, first first time starting, first time playing in college, co playing college ball. So, like, there's a lot of nerves and emotions there. But I think once they lock in, you know, and, and really take hold of the, the defensive system Coach P got set up, which is phenomenal, by the way, I think they're going to be fine. So, um, you know, moving on from SMU, I, I, like I said, I think if they just kind of clean up those three areas, they have a, a really good chance this Saturday. And then as far as Texas, I think having a back-to-back 11 o'clock game I kind of think, you know, we might – we kind of – I won't say we have the advantage, but it's not like we got to kind of figure out who we are at, at 11 in the morning. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, we get another chance this week, come out here on fire. We got to be our own energy um, and just play good football, man. Like, at the end of the day, all the X's and O's are the same, you know, mm -hmm. no matter what team you're on. It's just who's going to play better today. The person that plays better today is going to win it. So, just a matter of them uh, figuring out and getting the guys the ball. So, Man, I, I got to tell you, too, um, it's interesting enough with Coach Patterson. I don't know why this is the case, but he's like two and eight before Texas, and then he's seven and two versus Texas. So I actually was rooting for y'all to win because I, yeah. I, I don't need that. We need to bounce back energy because I'm a little nervous about going to Fort Worth. It has not worked out for us. But I want to talk about something else, man. I don't know if you've seen all the drama with SMU, Coach P. He's calling out their coach, their AD. They tried to do the whole Baker Mayfield flag in the middle of the field. And they even said that, well, originally Coach P said one of the SMU players hit your coach, but video, you know, it's 2021. You got video of everything, and it's not yeah. the case, man. Is this SMU thing? Is it becoming <laughs> a big deal in Dallas? You know, Dallas, Fort Worth, what's, what's going on with that? Come on, man. I mean, it's always been there. I mean, this is like the 100-year anniversary, so, like, it, it's a big deal. Like, it's it was it was a lot of emotions. I mean, I was at the game on the sidelines, so, like, 
I saw every bit of it. Um, what's funny about the whole story is I was I was on the field talking to Coach Dykes and some other coaches I know over there and just saying hello, whatever. And so I saw the whole thing happen. Well, I'm just kind of thinking like, oh, it's like it's no big deal. Like, uh, I, of course, they tried to plant the fat flag, which is absolutely disrespectful. Um, <laughs> right. I probably would have responded that same way, too. But <laughs> um, but like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like a scuffle or anything. It was just we had one of our coaches like grab the flag right before the guy like planted it. And he just kind of threw it back at him. And then, you know, obviously everybody kind of runs up, like just talking noise from a distance, two dogs barking. Nobody's really like scratching each other, <laughs> nothing like that. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it was, I find it comical, but yeah. at oh, the same sure. time, like, yeah, I would have probably responded the same way. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to plant a flag in my backyard. No, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> right. I respect that. No, that's, yeah. it's funny because the SMU buddy of mine, and of course, uh, you know, I know Mockins, who's over there. We, we played ball in Syntex a lot and we talked about it. But the um, SMU buddy called. He was like, Coach Patterson's calling this. Uh, I was like, man, I knew y'all were were. It was a big deal. I honestly put y'all more with the rivalry with Baylor. But yeah. this SMU thing is getting real. So it was it was fun to, to hear an update, watch some videos and, and prepare for this week, knowing y'all got a little fire lit with, with what they did. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, we we we. I hope that lit a fire in us. You know what I mean? Like we got to establish the respect factor and, you know, we always been an underdog. So, I mean, it's nothing new. It's just another year. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's funny you bring up the Baylor thing. Uh, Cause I'll never forget like with that playoff that year, like where it could have been y'all kind of yep. going in there and it's yep. Ohio state that doesn't ends up winning it. It's kind of like one of the Rob seasons of college football for TCU. Yeah. I mean, I grew up a Buckeyes fan, so not to really rub so much salt in your in your wound. I know we just met John, but I, I it's it really is. You know, TCU is one of those teams that just needs to be taken more seriously. Yeah, like last year we didn't. I felt like we didn't take them as seriously as we should have, and we lost. Like Max is a good quarterback. He's great. He's, look, yeah. I don't think he's like. Look, is he going pro? Probably not. He's probably not going to be a starting NFL quarterback, but is he a good college quarterback? For sure. Yeah. Is that running back good? Yeah, he's excellent. He's a, like, look, we have a great running back who we talk about all the time on our show. Um, he's probably, we'll go around saying the best running back in college football, and a lot of people are giving him that spotlight. Yeah. But Zach Evans is a five-star who's playing like a five-star. He's playing up to his potential. Uh, so again, a quarterback who can move and, and a strong run game, which is something the Texas struggle with against Arkansas, uh, is something that I, I want to you know proceed with caution, not tread yeah. too lightly on. Uh, oh, yeah. What's the? It's it's going to be really interesting to see those two running backs go head to head because yeah. Zach Evans was the number two running back in the nation in that same recruiting class, 2020, mm. and our boy Bijan was number one. So maybe Zach plays with a bigger chip on his shoulder than usual and tries to you know outdo the guy that uh, is in front of them. So we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a real fun game with the running backs. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You bring up the 11 a.m. start, and Quan and John, I would love to hear your guys' takes, and Nick, you as well, playing. What does is, what is the difference in time mean to you for a kickoff? Like, why is the 11 a.m.? Why does that excite you more, the 11 a.m. game versus, like, the afternoon game or the night game? where it's a little cooler, maybe like what's the, what about the 11 AM games getting you excited? Uh, I, I, I honestly, I hate the 11 AM game. Okay. No doubt about it. Like I, I hate it. Um, for me, transforming from LSU, like 
it's seven o'clock prime time all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the lights, sun is going down. It's it's time to go to work. Um, and I'll never forget my first 11 a.m. experience. Like we wake up at seven, go through our meetings, we eat breakfast, blah, 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 blah. We're at the stadium. <laughs> we get to the stadium at 9 a.m. And I'm like, where is everybody at? Like, we got a game in two hours. Like, you know, and obviously, you know, people are still getting up. People are, like, barely getting to, like, tailgating. So, like, it was like, okay, this is different, right? And then we kick off at 11. And I want to say we played Iowa State that year. And so it's, like, blazing hot. Like, 102 by, like, halftime. I'm like, nah, nah, I got to get some kind of regimen going for this 11 a.m. But uh, it's it's different, though, man. It's different. You know what I mean? Because – not only are you still waking up, like you got to prepare yourself to like play, mm-hmm. like, like, play, like, you know, it's totally different, like scenarios. Like, I mean, yeah, you get up for 11 a.m. meeting all the time, but like waking up to like go play a full game at 11, totally different, totally, totally different experience. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, not one of my favorites, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you can use no. it to your advantage if you use it right. Right, man. No, I, I'm the same way, man. There's only one game that I liked at 11, and that was Texas OU because I wasn't going to sleep very much that night anyway. So I was like, let's get this thing rolling. I'm ready to get to the tunnel and go take care of business. But the rest of it, like John said, where you're playing at night because it's prime time, it's everybody watching. That's usually the the TV slot when, when you're when you're yeah. in the top 10. So put it like that. And so you're, you're going to get the, the viewerships and all that. But the um, uh, man, the only thing I will say about 11 is you don't really have time to think. And um, as, as some of the uh, as you roll up to tailgates <laughs> and now that I'm a fan, the 11 o'clock game when I rolled up to Texas this weekend, they were like, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. And so I was like, all right. And so y'all got a whole y'all. So y'all have done this before <laughs> but, and, and I'm not there yet. So it's funny to kind of see the different fan perspectives of it. Um, some love it. Some hate it. It's, it's all across the board, but from a player's standpoint, like I said, that one in Dallas, I assume it was going to be in that, in that area. So I was ready for it. But for the most part, you want to play primetime. You want game day to come. You want to watch other games and chill in the hotel. And, and, and again, roll around, have a little bit of breakfast, have a good lunch, and just have that routine a lot better. But, yeah, they had 11 o'clock last week. We had 11 o'clock last week. So we at least have that somewhat wash of, of being ready. The difference is 11 o'clock at home is a very different beast than 11 o'clock on the road. So mm. it's something Texas is going to have to adjust to for sure. Yeah, I think that was my assessment of what you were saying earlier, that it's a bit more of an advantage for TCU to start off being at home versus our boys being on the road and having to do everything that you've just mentioned, which honestly sounds extremely cumbersome. We were watching, I was watching the Tech, obviously Tech Texas game last week, and you could see the heat on the field. Like you could literally through the TV, see the heat on the field. And I was like, whoa, is this new TV awesome? <laughs> or, or is it hot as all hell out there? Like what is going on? It's so yeah, that 11 a game, 11 a.m. game is, is pretty crazy. Uh, some of the, the horns up guys, what are some things that you're weary of about this TCU team? And some things you're excited about, we'll start with you, Nick, um, about our Texas squad uh, heading into Texas Christian. Yeah, I mean, I'll say it again, the run game. I mean, we were really exposed against Arkansas and, you know, Tech didn't really run against us that well. And um, obviously Rice did not run against us that well, but 
TCU has a great rush attack and that great running back we just mentioned in Zach Evans. So very wary of that. Hopefully the adjustments that were made to stop the run against tech and against rice will continue. Um, so be wary of that, but, you know, excited to see the receivers, um, you know, kind of get out there and do their thing again. I mean, we, we praise Xavier worthy all season long. He finally has a breakout game mm. against tech and I want to see him continue to do that against this team. Um, you know, I think he might be one of the best athletes out there on the field. Um, you know, I don't think many DBs can, can contain him with the speed that he has. So, uh, excited to see him go to work against the TCU um, defensive backs. Thoughts on that, John? Our, our boy number eight is pretty good. Mr. Uh, Worthy is pretty good. We, we'll, we will see. We will see. <laughs> we'll see. That we man had see. one of the best touchdowns I've seen in a long time. Uh, Toss Kwan, um, some quick things, um, TCU, uh, Texas yeah. perspective. Yeah, I think, I think um, you know, Kwan, Nick, Josh, you guys, you guys know me well. I get scared when we're playing rushing quarterbacks, quarterbacks that can move and dug and tore us up last year yeah. when he ran for two touchdowns. And, and it's something, you know, I always, uh, I always mention my, my hate for the BYU Cougars just because what their quarterbacks are, <laughs> are normally able to do against us, or at least in, in past. And you look at our loss against Arkansas. And obviously I think our team has grown since then, but what mm-hmm. Jefferson was able to do as a mobile quarterback, I, I'm sure that, you know, coach P is, is leaning into that with the playbook they're going to rely on Duggan to do a lot with his feet. So I think, you know, be ready to, to tackle those, those linebackers that, that the secondary, they got to be able to wrap up and, and make sure that they can bring those, bring that guy down because we know the running backs talented, but if you can limit the quarterback runs, that'll do a lot for the Texas defense. Absolutely. Man, I'm actually going to take a little bit different perspective. I think the best thing as crazy as it sounds that happened to us was we got embarrassed in Arkansas because I think tech looked at the Arkansas film and tried to emulate it because I know on defense, they went three down. They did a few things that mm-hmm. Arkansas tried to do and it bit them in the butt because ultimately when we go back to, we we're pissed off about that game, but we said, one, we got a new quarterback starter and two, we need to see improvement every week. And last week we clearly saw some improvements. Mm-hmm. And so if you go back to the film that we lost and we looked embarrassed, we are a very different team there. I don't think Patterson's going to do that he has to watch the film and see what worked out. And by the way, Arkansas is running, but Arkansas's quarterback and running quarterback to what Toss is talking about. But Coach P and that crew, I'm still skeptical because I know what history has done with this game. But at the same time, if they only look at the, the Arkansas film, that actually helps us, in my opinion, because we're not that same team and certainly led very differently with Casey versus a freshman in card. So I still worried because of what history has showed us. And especially in, yeah. in Fort Worth, man, and, and listen, you can't until proven different, you, you know what the record sheds have showed yeah, um, especially in the last few years, seven to two is a big deal. Um, so until different, you have to respect that. And then other than that, on the other, on the other side, if they're looking at the wrong film, um, it actually might help us a little bit because we are a little <laughs> bit different team. That we are. Uh, we talk about history. And one thing that we discuss in our show, John, is how we feel. Maybe this could be us being Texas fans and, and informed players. There is a big old target 
on our back and, and teams play us a little differently. Okay. You're shaking your head. <laughs> yes. Already before I'm even done with the question, what is uh, playing a team like Texas? What, what it mean for you as a player? And what do you think it means to this Horn Frog team? I want to add to that. And does it Please. even enhance because of the whole SEC move and all that, that stuff with Oklahoma, Ooh. Texas Ooh. and all of that. I want that two cents. And you're well. a guy who's seen both of those conferences. So yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no better viewpoint than yours on this. Yeah. Yes. That's why I yeah. wanted to ask you what okay. LSU, the TCU, what, okay. what is that? Uh, does that change the game even a little bit more from your TCU experience? So, um, I think it's, I think it's going to change the game for sure. Uh, talking about the, the SEC move, I think it's going to change the, 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 the game for sure. Um, and I'm gonna come back to that, but, um, <laughs> being, Playing for TCU, like, I almost feel like when I got there um, and everybody was telling me about Texas, like how much they hate Texas, it reminded me of how much we hated Alabama when I was at LSU. And so once I kind of made the connection, I was like, okay, so they hate these guys this much. Cool. Like, I, I was able to kind of, like, channel, it, uh, channel that. But, like, from a, from a, from a playing standpoint, like, it's Texas. It's like the most well-known school in the state of Texas. And when you're playing against a David, you know, if we're going to kind of paint a, a picture here like David versus Goliath, like, or you playing against a Goliath, like, absolutely. You're going to try to take all your shots. You know, it's, it's you, you, you're going to show up with the right socks on the right gloves. Like your quarterback is, he's not talking to nobody before the game. Like, it's it's a it's a different kind of like feel, right? Because this isn't some non-conference game where you probably gonna win by forty. It's gonna take every single play. So like, you don't really the 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 mentality going into a game like that is out this world. Um, and I mean, obviously the respect is there as well, right? Like, we're not gonna just downplay Texas like like they aren't one of the top football schools in the country. Like, so when you're preparing for someone like that and you a TCU who always has a chip on your shoulder. Like, yeah, you're going to come out swinging. It, like, every every swing counts. It, whether it's a jab, whether it's a hook, whether it's an uppercut, like, every swing counts. So that was just our mentality um, playing Texas every every year. I'm glad to say I'm undefeated against Texas. Um, <laughs> I'm undefeated All against right. TCU. We should have. <laughs> oh, there we go. We should have. I was about to say thanks for joining, John, but we didn't get our yeah. back. <laughs> I'm two and zero, baby. Yeah, yeah, I'm two and zero. Uh, but I think the SEC move to go back to that. I think, I think that does kind of add some fire to it a little bit, right? Um, because obviously, with Texas and OU leaving the Big Twelve, it's gonna, it's gonna shake it up a little bit mm -hmm. um, from viewership standpoint, from rivalries, so on and so forth. Like, it's a lot of things that are gonna change. Uh, but I think you know, TCU being TCU. I don't think we really focus on it that much as far as the move goes, but I, I definitely think it does add, you know, a little, little salt to the fire. Like it's, it's, it's going to make it a big deal. There ain't no doubt about it. So well, I have to follow up question real quick. Absolutely. How do you feel when Oklahoma's coming into Fort Worth or you're, you're going to, to Norman, is it the same feeling or is it different because you've got that interstate? I just want to, because we're both doing the same thing. And I know yeah, Texas yeah. is different and we all love Texas, but right. I, I can't imagine because I feel like the Sooners always feel like they're getting slighted and we get more attention. And I think yeah. they're probably right. But like, do you know exactly what that is for TCU versus Texas? Is it because we're all playing in the same state kind of thing? 
if I if I just had to take a shot at that, I would probably say this. I would probably say that, you know, it's almost mm-hmm. like playing your neighbor every year and like cornhole and like y'all keeping up score every year. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I think that's kind of the same case. It's like in state, um, you got some guys that didn't get offered by Texas, some guys mm-hmm. that did get offered that didn't choose Texas. You got guys at Texas that would wanted to come to TCU, like you know what I mean? So it's it's like it's all of those different mixtures in there. Like you got transfers at both schools. Like it, it's so many different, you know, aspects that go into that, that kind of increases that. But I mean, I think we approach OU the same way. Um, I don't think it's like, no one is, you know, more intense than the other. I think they're both pretty intense, but I think that added element of like Texas being like my backdoor neighbor, like intensifies that yeah. just a tad bit you know guys I mean? that guys that you played against in high school guys you played with in high school go to other right. teams i mean there's a lot of yeah. a lot of pride involved yeah one thousand percent absolutely you bring up the quarterback not saying anything to the receivers or anybody before the guy just love that image in my head of like <laughs> someone trying to talk to max and him like not responding did you have any like pregame rituals and quan and nick nick i don't remember if you've ever told us like any pregame rituals you've had but quan i'd love to hear some of yours and john uh you for sure if you had any like songs anything you did that was like kind of out of the ordinary like like wade boggs used to eat like chicken and string beans like every meal <laughs> <laughs> like, like stuff like I had, I had a go to song that I would listen to before every game. It was uh, Ain't I by Young LA every game since like middle school. Nice. Mm. I'm trying to think, man. Uh, I got a couple. I think I got a couple. Um, I always ate pasta. Always. I always ate pasta. Never ate really like. I mean, you go to schools like that, you get, you know, full spread, but like I always <laughs> ate pasta. So that was a, a go-to. If it wasn't pasta, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat something, but I almost might not eat anything. Like I'm going to eat pasta for the game. Uh, so that's pregame meal. Um, my playlist, it varies. I think like I start off really like cool in the morning, like, or, or, you know, we wake up, I kind of just got some like playing or whatever. Um, on the way to the stadium, it, it kind of intensifies. I kind of put like some 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 rap on a little bit. But by the time I get dressed and hit the field, it's like full out trap. Like my headphones about to break, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? So it, it, it intensifies all the way through. Um, and then pregame rituals. Um, I wouldn't say I did anything out of the ordinary necessarily um, other than challenging myself to like catch a lot of one-handed balls, like a lot of them Um, just out of, in case I had to, like I I trust my hands enough. I can catch two, but like pregame, I'm going to try to catch as many balls as I can with one hand, just in case. Um, And it, it worked out. Every now and then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, I, I was the same way, man. I, I was a lasagna guy. I whether we played at eleven, yes, we played at seven. I, I need a lasagna. <laughs> what? <Dude>, lasagna, <laughs> man. Crazy, I'm telling you, and it's and I and I, I needed the carbs, bro. We're about to run. We were non-stop. I mean, absolute blow and go. So I was a lasagna dude. Um, occasionally eat the green beans but really it was about the, i would eat that one little zine because i re- it's weird i didn't like a whole bunch of food before you yeah. know i wanted to feel comfortable and not full so i go lasagna i know it if you eat enough it can be filled but I, I just ate just enough and i had it down after four years um and so that was kind of the thing that i always did the night before it would be pasta bar which we had at 
at Texas. That was kind of a, a deal that we passed down for years and years. Um, songs is funny. I'm, I'm like John, dude, and Nick. It was kind of every all over the place. But when it came down, see, I'm a little old school. So when it came down to game time, I'm going old school, either two things. I'm going Houston rap or I'm going mystical because both of them are going to have you about ready to Angel. bust through a wall. And so I'm old school, mystical. He's going to make you go crazy. So it was a little bit of that. So that, that was really the music. And really nowadays, you see a lot more headphones in the pregame and all that different oh, yeah. stuff. Man, we kind of did it to walk up, but then we leaned on Mad Dog. We'll, we'll put it in our, which is funny because we have some Texas folks complain because, you know, the music was not yeah cloud, crowd friendly. Yeah, you know how of course Texas they did. Be of course they did. Of, of I'm course like, it, it's the clean version. Relax. Are you here to watch? Is this music for us? Is it for y'all? So we had to clear that yeah. up a few times, but it all works itself out. I had to run uh, gassers a couple of times in high school because uh, accidentally had some some profound lyrics in the locker room with our with our coaches. But I actually made it like a CD for our pregame uh, for our high school team, and like our head coach wanted to like preview the entire thing to make sure that I had no dirty lyrics on there that year. So Dude, I got a funny story about that because our our freshman year we go to the national championship. My freshman year. Bro, they were giving out like iPod, iPods and, and stuff like that. Mm. By my senior year, you got iPhones, you got uh, all this different stuff. That, what's the little game you used to play? Um, and it's funny because even in that quick four years, the development of Apple, iPods, you know, was like, come on, I don't want a mini. I mean, we don't, <laughs> our kids these days don't even know what a mini is. <laughs> but that, that was bold gifts. Yeah. Now here's, your na- here's your nano iPod for beating the USC team. <laughs> yeah. Today they get you, you just beats play by one of Dre. the craziest games in the history of ball. Take yeah. your iPod mini and enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy you know? it. Good so luck. That, that's kind of the progression of just where phones or iPads and iPods and all of that was. So it was pretty cool to kind of play in that era and see how they evolved. Yeah, it is one thing like, I'm sure is across the board for Texas schools. I mean, even like we didn't even play with our got our fraternity house. The music would be for the alumni, and it'd be like, "What are we doing? We're trying to get amped for the game. We want to cheer our boys Whoa. on." I can't. George like- Strait does not get me ready for football. I'm sorry. Like it's just <laughs> you know, I, I love me some uh, uh, Stapleton. All these cats do not get me ready to go to battle on the football no. field. So I'm, I'm trying to get drunk and kicked out of this game. I. Pat- <laughs> Pat Green wave on wave ain't going to do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. Uh, John, man, uh, great joining us. It's going to be a great game. We'll be friends every day, but Friday leading up through Saturday. I wish <laughs> I could say wish you the best, but no, but before we let you go. Before you, well, before you rock and roll, yeah. I, you did mention that you know during these games, you got to get your socks right. You got to get your gloves right. TCU always brings the swag. What's your favorite uniform that they rock? Oh, that's hard, dude. That's hard. As you're thinking, by the way, Waco dude or Mart slash Waco, LT almost made me go to TCU too. My actual high school was purple. So I really, really liked it. I know y'all like Coach P. He he wasn't my my cup of tea. But the um, a lot of respect for TCU. Uh, going back to the LT days, we always talk about it. And, of course, your days. You stuck with the purple. You went LSU, then TCU. So it's something yeah. about that right there. That, and the it, wall behind it, you, man. Yeah, it's behind me, too. Like It, it just <laughs> follows me for some reason, man. I, like I, don't, I don't know what it is, man. It follows me. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, man. Um, 
Favorite uniform, man, it's hard. And and I say that because it's almost like we get a new one like every year. Yeah. Like every year, you know every like, week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, like, every week. The grays, the, the reds, like, it's all over the yeah. Because I liked I liked the grays when they came out. Um, and I wish we would have worn more. Uh, I like that alternate kind of feel. Uh, but I would probably say um the all black uniforms that we I was wore. about to say, yeah, bro. Those the are, black yeah. and purple. Those are black sweet. and purple. Yeah. We that got, black and um, purple is so clean. And we don't get that. We were traditional old school. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, and yeah. I respect that too. So when y'all go black and purple, I'm like, oh, yeah. man. It's, it's it business. Good. We mean business that day. We mean business. <laughs> the black like is the nice. Black, and purple. Yeah, black is nice, man. And then one more your favorite memory as a TCU player? Ooh. Favorite memory. Um, Favorite memory as a TCU player. It's, that's hard, man. Because um, believe it or not, a lot of it was not on the field. Believe it or not. Um, Perfect. Yeah, a lot of it was not on the field. I'll probably say the majority of those moments, because I can't just, like, pick one. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example of one, but, like, the majority of it was, like, locker room. Like, before, after practice, like, camp, like, camp life, like, Oh man, camp life is a whole episode in itself. But um, I'll probably say, yeah, just those moments in the locker room where we, you know, are just cutting up, man. Like no reason, because when I was there, that's when Louisiana guys were coming. Like it was almost like a straight pipeline from Louisiana to Texas. So like we were kind of like all on the same section of lockers as well kind of sort of like we had we might have one guy across the, the way over there or like one guy you know in the back uh but the majority of, of us were like right there so uh i'll never forget this day we had finished uh camp it was like the last day of camp and um you know locker rooms have speakers in them right we playing music and uh one of the younger guys from louisiana is like man like, give me the ipod give me like give me let me let me hook my phone up and so he plays like this one song from Louisiana that only Louisiana people know. Like, and um, and of course, like all Louisiana guys just start going crazy. Like we get in the middle of the locker room and like, before you know it, we had the whole team around us and they were like singing the lyrics and we, and, and like that went on for like an hour, like an hour and a half, like at the practice. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like we just celebrating throwing tiles. Awesome. Like, like you would have thought we just won like a game. Um, <laughs> and so, like I said, it's just those moments in the locker room, man. That like you don't you don't think about it in the moment, but like when you've been out of it, it's like yeah, that was that was the real. Those are the real memories, the real moments. So yeah, man, locker room. Yes, sir. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, you win. You win practice. Room. You win the game. Yeah. Period. There period. I, yeah. I told my freshman today, like. However y'all practice this week is how y'all going to play next week. So, yes, sir, y'all figure it out. That's awesome. I love the image of you guys just in the locker room. All right, one more time. Run it back. <laughs> Four-minute song. Like, run it 15 times. Yeah. Hey, John Diars, uh, go check out his podcast on the Believe Network. He's covering TCU. Thank you so much for joining, man. Uh, Respect, John. Keep it up, man. Keep up the great Keep work, up, brother. For sure, bro. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you guys. Uh, I would say good luck, but <laughs> yeah, well, let's no, keep it real. Yeah, we I don't want to wish any luck weekend. on the other side this week. <laughs> next week, we'll say that. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it next week for sure. <laughs> Thanks, John. Absolutely. Later. Awesome time having John on. Uh, great having a, someone from the enemy lines 
hop in with us. I felt we were nice and gave him a sweet warm welcome, uh, <laughs> you know, as we're riding high off that uh, tech game. Uh, but we said at the top of our show, I said throughout that show, and he's he echoed the same thing. You kind of just got to go in and take care of business this week, not get ahead of ourselves. Um, it, it, you know, Quan, you really hit it home. We've been bad against TCU lately, especially uh, going in. Fort Worth, Fort Worth. So we really have to tune up, lock in, and keep doing what we've been doing and get better. Um, real quick, we are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go there, make your bets, win money, do the whole thing. Don't go to the online casino, but everything else they have there is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Uh, Nicholas, bets this week. What's the line? What's the over under? What do you the like? The line is Texas minus five. The over under is sixty five and a half. I like the over. And I like minus five. I think this offense is hitting on all cylinders. Josh, you had us last week. You're the <laughs> only one that wanted the over. And you know what? I'm riding with you. The mortgage, the second mortgage is going on. The over Mom's second week. house. Now she's got another house after last week's bet from baby boy. Second mortgage on this one. <laughs> Look, at second the end mortgage of the day, on this one. At the end of the day, we just talked about it. Casey's numbers have been insane. He, he does not miss much on his drives. Let's continue that streak. Let's continue that hot hand and let's score on all of our drives and, and let's blow them the hell out. I'm into it. That sounds good to me, but I'm still 65. Ooh, that's, the only thing is Patterson is Patterson. I was about to say, I got to I Listen, I, I hope I don't ever run into him. Actually, I'm okay with it, but I can't stand him. I think he's just crazy. He's just a mess, and he's just kind of all over the place. But he has had our number. And and even as bad, I honestly think they were worse last year. And I'd be damned if they didn't find a way to beat us at home. And so he, he is, as they say, you know, I, I don't always try to be liked. I want to be respected as much as I, I'm not the biggest fan of Gary Patterson, I do respect that he's absolutely kicked our butt. So I don't, I would, I do like the five. I think we're going to beat that. I, I'm very confident in what I'm seeing in the progression of Texas offense and their team. The over is a different conversation because I'm okay with beating them 35 to 10. I don't yeah, care. I'm okay you with just that. You need too. to freaking beat them. Like, I'm so sick of losing to a TCU and especially the week before Texas OU. So I've unfortunately, as a radio guy, I had to deal with that multiple times and set up like that again, just beat their butts. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, we just said Patterson's Patterson, but this year they let up 32 points against Cal. They let up 42 points last week against SMU. Both those games hit over 65. So, I mean, I personally think that it's going to hit. Uh, Josh, what was your quote this week that you had to us? <laughs> Good teams win. Great teams cover the best teams double the spread and double the over. And that's what we're doing this week, boys. We're going straight to the moon on a rocket ship. Don't slow us down. I, now. I, I want to let it be known. I'm, I'm riding with Quan on this one. Okay. I'm, good. I'm, Don't leave our man hanging. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> spreading the under. No, we got us. We're it's, we're split. It's a split decision. Yeah. It's two V two. Two V two. It's a fun little game that we're playing. It's like, we got to call our boy, John Diars back to be the tiebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear what he has to say. He, yeah. He's, yeah, he's picking a different team to win the game. So <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. No, but I think Peanuts I think uh, yeah, you're right. Nick, this is a team they've let up a lot of points. So I think we're gonna get ours, but I think we've seen this team continue to grow. Our mm -hmm. team, our longhorns, yeah. and that thing that we're gonna we're gonna sure up for this game, 
is those big, those deep throws over the top and we're going to prevent them and we're going to prevent them from scoring. And it's not going to be a shootout, a classic big 12, 45, 42. I like the 35, 10 pick from Quan there. I, I'm I into that too. That's defense, great as take well. Take care of business. Let's I'd be happy does. with that. Look, Orlando's gone as the defensive coordinator. So adjustments are plausible. That's that. <laughs> how that guy's got it. How, how that guy's He's got over at the USC and that's not working out too well. They suck. <laughs> what is, what is they work out? They're horrible. The guy can't stop a nosebleed. It's, it's absolutely one of the most pathetic perform. One of the most pathetic stretches I've ever seen. He could sell. He could sell ice to an Eskimo, though. That's for sure. Because that's I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know who he convinced over there that he was the man for the job. It's absolutely. Absolute Shanghai City, it's Jordan Belford City over there. Yeah, it is Jordan Belford City. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Well, let's go get this win. Uh, we'll text during the game, um, and after we beat TCU butts, it's on to the big week. We'll get a live show. We'll get a cool show with a OU player. And I'm Josh Fisher. That was Alexander Topless, Nicholas Snacks, Kreider, and yes, the Quan Cosby. It's the Horns Up podcast. We're talking Texas all the time. So get your horns up. We'll see you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.